podcast, Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. And then there were four, Brian. We are down to the final four in the uh, NFL playoffs. What do you think, man? Good weekend of football. Fun to watch. I thought it was a pretty good weekend. Um, you know, I don't think there was anything like, was there a huge surprise? I thought Mahomes was, getting hurt was the big headline. Yeah, obviously. that's the big story. And we're taping this on the Monday night after the championship, the conference uh uh what do you call it divisional realm yep um and we haven't really heard much on him um they have a line on the game and i know we're not going to get too much in that we'll talk about that later but that at least indicates that they think he's going to play he's playing trust he's me. playing he's yeah. playing he's this playing. is the this is the nfl he will play there's millions he of dollars kind in- of remind it does kind of remind me and eric um, it took me two under two minutes to mention the cowboys but does kind of remind me of Troy been playing in the Super Bowl a week after getting a severe concussion in the NFC title game and saying he doesn't really remember the first part of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I hope that's not the case for Patrick Mahomes. So hopefully he's feeling good and he's ready to play. But yeah, yeah. he's playing. I'm, I'm not a doctor, obviously, uh, but it does. It seemed like it was more of a neck injury. So you hope he wasn't concussed. Obviously, th- that video though was powerful, man. When he got up and was woozy and he had like the prize fighter legs after he had a the prize fighter legs. Yep. That was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. So let's yeah, that would have been like. Uh, no, you're right. That didn't look like a neck injury. That looked like something. The AF. It was a prize fight. That would have been when Richard Steele would have stepped in and waved it off and said, "Okay, sit down. You're done for the night." Yep. Couple things from couple things from the weekend that jumped out at me. First of all, you know, Andy Reid won his Super Bowl last year, and I think you can really see that this year with his coaching. What balls, for lack of a better term, he had to play. He he lost his starting quarterback. Said, so you know what? I'm going to keep playing with Chad Henney. Same game plan I had going forward on that fourth and one. Mm-hmm. And just the, I just thought he just said, I don't care what anybody, I'm just going to play my game and see where the chips fall. And I give him a lot of credit for that. I think you're right about it. the fact that he won a Super Bowl after years of being a coach, the coach who couldn't win the big one. It has to be liberating. So I think, I don't want to say he's playing with house money because it's the freaking AFC championship game on the line. It's not like, you know, you know, it's like you're hitting 18 on blackjack just for the heck of it. I mean, yeah. it is a gamble, yeah. but I, I agree with you. And I think the other thing I liked about the call outside of Henny's like horrible interception, uh, which maybe that might've been his call when he just threw it up deep and, you know, didn't have a chief around him. Yeah. Those plays looked like they were just smart plays. Even the, yeah. And I know Roma went crazy. Like, you know, he's like, I can't believe they did oh, that. Don't get me I, We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but yeah. I mean, he's in shotgun on, on like fourth and inches to convert and run out the clock. First of all, how many coaches still in 2021 would have just punted there and try to pin the other team at the 10-yard line and say, okay, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, go try and win it. He's like, screw it. I'm winning it here. I'm not even going to try and run it. This play is – it's a perfect little play. Shotgun, which means he's got plenty of time. Nobody keeps the pass rush off him. Just flip it to Tyreek. It was a brilliant little play call. And it's coaching, dude. I have Chad Henney. So, no, I'm not going to, like, do the same things that I do with Mahomes, but we can do – you know, I can do enough plays to keep him comfortable and keep the thing moving. You're right. It was brilliant. I loved I loved it. And let's be honest, his defense stinks, and if Cleveland got the ball back, it was going to be a tie game. But you know what, Eric? That's I, And that's actually a good point that you say that because I was reading this today, and it's true. Um, that's the nature of the NFL right now. Even if you have the number one defense – I think the number one defense was, was uh, the L.A. Rams this year – we talk about the Ravens defense. That's that's not really the NFL anymore. This isn't the Chicago Bears or even the 2000 Ravens NFL. As long as your defense, and I don't think they stink. I think they're okay, and they have some decent players. You know, Honey Badger and uh, Chris Jones is really good. 
but I mean, you just have to be competent. You don't need to like be, you don't need to be number one against, you don't need to be, you know, like the 85 bears or have 50 turnovers. You just need to be competent and let your offense cook. But like you said, it's like, you only know a couple guys on the defense when back in the day, you know, not again, 20 years ago, you know, listen, I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but I knew six, seven guys on the Cowboy defense on those Super Bowl teams. They had all pros all over the field. I guess that's maybe a, a, a bad analogy, but you know what I'm saying? Back then, whether it was the Giants, the 49ers, the, the, the Cowboys, those teams all had big defensive players on them, and, and none of these teams do. And the, But they coach that way, too. I mean, I can't believe we're up here on the 30-year anniversary of this, but do you realize it's the 30-year anniversary of Super Bowl 25, the Giants upsetting the Bills? Yeah. Where the Giants basically tried to play bully ball, controlled, it was, which, by the way, is the most brilliant Super Bowl coaching job I've ever seen to this day. Yeah, let uh, Thurman played, Thomas run for 200 yards. And right, let him play, pass. do whatever they want. We're going we're gonna to control the clock. We're going to play nickel football. defense. Let our yep. defense do the job and keep them out of the end zone. Field goals, not touchdowns. Yep. Well, like, I, and I got sort of sidetracked here. What I was reading, like these last four teams left, none of them have, I think, a top five defense. I'm not even sure any of them have a top 10 defense. No. It's like, no, just cook, man. Like, just do your thing. It, the league wants offense. The coaches have gotten so smart with offense. Your, your second biggest hire after your head coach is your offensive coordinator. That's, that's the league right now, man. Yeah, and again, like we mentioned, the rules are geared towards scoring points. That's it. Exactly. But so, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, the um, I, I was happy the Chiefs hung on. I did want to see Mayfield get the ball back just for the drama of it, but I, w- I was rooting for the – listen, it was, was going to be a good story either way. So It was. It was. What I was kind of wish. I mean, just because these two fan bases have been battered, it would be kind of cool if, like, the Browns and the Bills could play in a Super Bowl. But Yeah, uh, no, you're you right. Know. And Baker um, played well. Give the kid credit. He played well. And listen, since it's the last thing we saw, I think we got to go to the. I mean, we'll talk about the Saturday games in a second. But Tampa Bay and the New Orleans game. I'm, I'm telling you, I know we exchanged some texts last night, and I said a few things on Twitter. But listen, it, it, that game was awful to watch. It was that, that was that was whole, the buildup. I mean, those two quarterbacks, they both stink. They're, I mean, I, that's too harsh. I get it. Breeze can't throw the ball. Brady was missing throws and got bailed out on a huge third down play when his receiver caught a ball that was behind him. Yeah, uh, the uh, you know yeah, I, mean? I know. Yeah, so those guys—they're—they're they're both. Look, they've had wonderful Hall of Fame careers, but that game was not a game that was fun to watch because in the day and age where teams are scoring thirty-five points a game, those two guys I think had ninety-nine yards passing or so in the third quarter. Yeah, and I just got done saying defense doesn't matter the way it used to, but now I'm going to say that that the the Tampa defense won that game for Tampa more than anything else. Game. See, I don't think they did. I disagree. I think that Breeze was that bad. I think Breeze is that, but I don't know. And we're getting into a little, we're getting a little too detailed. Inside baseball, yeah. But, but like, I don't know if that last interception was his fault or Kamara's fault, where Kamara never even turned around and the linebacker yeah. just had to step in. But you're right, Breeze looked bad. He can't throw the ball. They can't push the ball up the field. But it's being, with that being said, you know, if they don't get that pick six, you know, who knows what that game looks like? You know what I no, mean? No, and I, I know, listen, Brady's got a 14 NFC champ or NFC. 14 conference championship games. He's it's great. Amazing. He's great. It's incredible. Yep. It's amazing. It'll never be topped. Yeah, he's great. He was oh, I don't think he was bad last night. I think he was at, he was okay. He made a few he plays. Left a lot of, he left a lot of plays on the field. Yeah. Like I said to you, if Deshaun Watson, or I don't know if I've said to you, but if Deshaun Watson's playing quarterback on one of those teams, they're scoring 45 points last night. That Tampa offense is sick with all the guys they have on there. I mean, the running backs are pretty good. Fournette looked good. Yeah, you know the receivers are good. They have, they have like forget Gronk. They have Bright, another guy. They have like you know, they have like they're too deep everywhere at the in the offense. That'd be a fun offense for like, sorry to say, a younger quarterback with a better arm. 
So it sets up a great NFC championship game. Green Bay, who uh, won on Saturday against the Rams in a game that, you know, it was close a little bit late there, 25-18, and then they get the touchdown to make it 32-18. to I never thought Green Bay was going to lose the game. Um, what are your thoughts, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, the old battle of the Bays there? Yeah, well, what a, it's for, for us oldie, old guys, I remember watching the NFL game day and NFL primetime in the late 80s when both those teams uh, stunk. Mm-hmm. Chris Berman would call it the Bay of Pigs. They're in the yeah, same exactly. division, played twice a year. Oh, it's the Bay of Pigs game. Now the Bay of Pigs is a that's a, it's a it's a it's a game. I'm sure the folks at Fox are loving it. Let me say this to you: Aaron Rodgers loses this game. What does that do to his uh, reputation or his standing in the league? He's great. He, I mean, people argue he's the best quarterback, but you're home. You're the favorite. You got to win the game. He's been in that position before and come away empty twice to the Giants. I at least once to the Giants. Um, or, or maybe I'm screwing that up. Well, no, no, they lost from the year they were 15 and one of the Giants. I don't know if it does anything terrible to his legacy. I think it would be great if he has two. That was the discussion last night. No one to say it last night because it was a love fest. But if you're Breeze and Peyton, and I know we're getting off, you didn't ask me that. Does it hurt that Peyton and Breeze only at the end of the day are only going to have one Super Bowl and lost a hell of a lot of playoff games at home? I think it does hurt them a little bit. Well, I some of them are their fault. They had some horrible officiating. Oh, I agree. I agree. But when looking back on it, you know, when 30 years from now, schmucks that are doing what we're doing right now are going to look at the, the record, not the game. Yeah. I don't know that it hurts Rodgers too much because people will – what will happen, you know it's going to happen. If they lose that game, it's not. Gonna, it's going to be less about Aaron Rodgers blowing it in Lambeau in January and more about Tom Brady can basically part the Red Sea, cure polio, and, you know, reduce the deficit. It takes PP and take PPP loans at the same time. He can Thanks. do it all. <laughs> I'm yeah, I think it'll be fun. And hopefully, last night on Fox, I'm not a meteorologist. Maybe you can find. I don't know who's working over there at Channel Eight tonight. Maybe mm-hmm. ask Joe Fury if he's there. I think they were saying twenty mid twenties chance of snow for Lambeau on Sunday. Let's That's do good it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I Let's love bring it. camp under some snow. All right. What about the AFC games on Saturday? You had the uh, Baltimore Buffalo game was the the uh, excuse me the, the the other game on Saturday the Baltimore Buffalo game. I picked Baltimore in the game. I thought maybe they had some juice flowing. I I love Harbaugh as a coach. And listen, that that game's a play away from being ten ten. It is. Um, and they got out. It was a slow start to that game. Both offenses were not doing anything. It was sloppy. I think Justin Tucker missed two kicks, which is insane because that guy yeah. never messes anything. Yep. I, I thought I kind of I I thought Buffalo would win. I hate to play this narrative because people hate it, but I'm still kind of waiting for what happens when Lamar Jackson absolutely has to just take the the game into his hands and make plays in the passing game. And I still haven't seen it yet. I know he got hurt, and I hope he's okay. Conditions were very windy. It did affect his ball. You could tell a couple of times, but hey, you know what? The Bills are playing the same thing. But you know, Plus, I, I was I just thought the Ravens were built for that. You know, with a running yeah. game. I was, you know, Tucker missing those field goals totally killed them. Um, and, you know, the Bills just made enough plays. They made just enough plays in that 102-yard pick six interception. I mean, again, they're going into the end zone there to tie the game, and then who knows what happens. And if Great Tucker play. makes those field goals, you know, it's it's they're up, you know, what what is it going to be, 16-10. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen there. It's a game of inches, Eric. That's why it is. a couple inches more, you're not, you're not hitting the upright, you're making that field goal. But I wasn't too surprised by that. Um and then, you know, we touched on the Green Bay Rams game. I wasn't – I mean, did, nothing there surprised me. No. I didn't think the Rams had a shot. I, Jared Goff uh, on the road in Green Bay, I don't think so. 
Yep. So we got our final four. We're finally there. We got some other news from the NFL. We got to talk about some coaches being hired. We'll talk about the broadcasters, but we're going to take a timeout before we do that because um, I, I need plenty of time to talk about your favorite quarterback turned broadcaster. Oh, wait, is that Troy or Tony? I don't know which one. You know, we'll have to get to that. Pick but. one. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So anyway, Brian's going to read this commercial break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about the broadcasting and the Jets, seven new head coach, Brian. Oh, yeah, let's talk about Instacart. Uh, listen, you, you got to get groceries, we, but we talk about it every week. If you have Instacart, get an Instacart account. You can shop from home and still get all the groceries that you need from the stores that you know and love and trust. Instacart.com. It's really easy. You sign up there up on Instacart.com in about three minutes or less. You sign up and get $35 off your first order if you use the link on our EDBC podcast episodes. So do that. We love it. And also, it's not just grocery stores, although they're great. Also, Walmart. And we want to remind you that if you sign up for an Instacart.com account uh, between now and now and January 31st, you can get $35 off your first delivery from Walmart. You just got to use the promo code New Year 2021. That's all, New Year, all caps. 2021. Save that and find out how, you know, get some of your household items that you need, especially in the winter, cleaning, cleaning supplies, you know, whatever you need from Walmart while, all, while you're sitting at home, at home. So again, it's instacart.com. Go to the EDBC broad, uh, podcast, check on any one of our episodes. There's a link for every episode. Click on sign up. And remember, you can start saving $35 on that first order as soon as the, you know, the quicker you, the quicker you sign up, the quicker you can get that, that order and start saving Instacart. You shop, you choose, they shop, they deliver. 28 degrees, snow showers early become more scattered later. That's your forecast in Green Bay on Sunday. Okay, cool. And there are the early game and the late game is the AFC championship game. Buffalo and Kansas City. Yeah, I think that's predetermined. I think they alternate every year. Yeah, they do. They do do that. Um, a couple things quick. I, again, I don't want to spend a lot of time. It's more like to tease you about it. I was disappointed in the broadcast yesterday because I thought Aikman missed several opportunities to be a little critical of the quarterbacks. Again, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You're dealing with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Breeze was terrible, and I thought Troy kind of took a pass a couple times on Breeze. But I understand it's true. It was never going to happen. Yeah. So I was disappointed with that. And Romo, I thought, made a fool of himself. I know he was excited. But first of all, calling for the first down, which I thought was short when the guy scrambled 15 yards. I thought it was short the whole time. When Henny scrambled? When Henny scrambled on the fourth, third, and whatever it was. 16. He got a little excited saying the game was over when it wasn't over just yet. And then the next play, he's still screaming 30 seconds later saying how they're not going to run a play. They're just trying to draw him off sides. And then they run the play and get the first down. So, again, a little nitpicking, but uh, it was annoying. I, I I listen. You're right. I got. I'm a little biased because I, I I'm I'm, I'm I'm I love Romo. Um, yeah. I love the. I love a broad. You know. I said something about like I I do want to hear Tony and Bill Raftery, the great college basketball <laughs> color guy, do every every sport because I get tired of the cookie cutter things of like, yes. don't say too much and all this. So Co- Tony was screaming like a guy that'd be screaming if he was watching he's watching the game from his couch. Not everybody's cup of tea. I'm sure the traditionalists are like, "Why? Where the hell is Kurt Gowdy when you need him?" But I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was kind of cool. Like, dude, we were all we all thought the same thing. Yeah, we we're excited. That's you know, we were all. That's why the NFL gets the numbers it gets because we were, were didn't have a dog in the fight. But you know what? We were right there watching it, and it was funny. I was checking to see how many people on my uh, Twitter timeline wrote the word onions like I did when Andy oh, threw that pass. And they did. There's lots of people who did it. So, oh, that was a double order by Andy. Double Andy. order, double order onions. Uh, Jets hire a new football coach. I like to hire Robert Sala. 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 I think Sala. 
Salah, defensive coordinator for the uh, 49ers, seems like a, a high-energy type of a guy. And um, just from what I've seen around the league today, people are really liking the hires he's made for assistant coaches. So Yeah, he's bringing the guy – we're speaking of the Packers, he's bringing uh, – The brother of the head coach there. The brother of Matt LaFleur is going to be the offensive coordinator. And Yep. Yeah, you're right. You know, this does not. This isn't Adam Gase a few years ago. People are are just fawning over this hire. Uh, yeah. He was well. He was sought out by everybody. I think a lot of people had him tied to the, the Detroit Lions, and they're not. They're going in a different direction. Whatever. Who cares? Yep. Um, no offense to Lions fans. Yeah, I mean, so far high marks, and we don't know, but you know, it certainly seems like it's a. Uh, it, it, no one's. No one's. No one's scratching their head at it. It's, it's yep. being it's being roundly applauded in the uh, the NFL circles. And the other thing about the Jets, people are talking. You know, Deshaun Watson, the talented quarterback for Houston, is very unhappy. Says he wants out. If you're the Jets, would you trade? Dave, the, the Jets have the number two pick in the draft overall. Would you trade that pick? And the Jets have a bunch of picks. Would you trade that pick and maybe uh, Sam Darnold, a couple other players, to Houston to try to pry Deshaun Watson away? I don't think Houston's trading him anywhere. I think he's too good. I think they'll hire Eric Bieniemy to try to make him happy. And go from there. But Jets fans can dream, Brian. We can dream. I'm not a Jets fan, but I'd love to see him on the Jets. I think it'd be great for the league. Be great they, for the Jets. They should have drafted him when they could have a couple years ago, for crying out loud. Oh, you know, should have, would have, could have, Eric. Yeah. Uh, I know. I hear you. I would, I would, I would have, I would trade. Yeah, you guys got some extra picks from the Jamal, the Jamal Adams trade. I would trade that. I would trade. I would do whatever it takes if I were the Jets. I would, I'd love to see it. I would do whatever it takes. Two number ones. Darnold, who's still on a rookie contract, you want another third, you want a second, have at it. Yep, no, it's, I would it's do definitely anything with the Jets, and it would be fun for New York City and the league to have him in New York. Well, the new GM of Houston's from the Patriots, so would he go? Would he want to do something like that to try to screw the Patriots, put Deshaun Watson, or would he trade him to the Patriots? Patriots need a quarterback. They don't have the they don't have the picks the Jets have. Them. They don't have the who are they going to? Yeah, they don't have the ammo to get that done. No, so wouldn't that be fun though? Assuming, and I'm I'm not sold of Tua yet, but say I'm wrong and Tua is good. Wouldn't it be fun to have a division where the Patriots are the only team that don't have a quarterback, and you get like uh, Sean Watson and Josh Allen twice a year? It'd be fun. Yeah. It would be. It would be fun. And uh, the other big trade in the New York area, the Nets make a trade for James Harden, the much maligned. Um, multi-talented player from the Houston Rockets who basically quit on his team, said, I want out after signing a huge contract. So they have to trade him. I can't root for a guy like that, a guy that just basically signs a bazillion-dollar contract, asks for all these players to be traded to his team. And in Houston over the years, they do everything you say. And then he looks around and says, you know, I don't think we're that good. I'm out of here. So, And I want to show up. And not that I should make fun of anybody's conditioning because I – Yeah, he's out of shape. With, but he, was, he did not report to, in, to camp in NBA shape. No, he looked like me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't like James Harden. I never have. I don't like. I, I don't mean to sound like an old, old fuddy duddy, but I don't like his style. As someone who loves basketball, I hate his style of play. One on one, six. One on one, ISO, dribble, 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 ISO, take a shot up from three point. I, I hate it. Yeah. He's a matador on defense. Uh, I know he set the assist record for the Nets in his debut. Whoopie dang do he doesn't pass. He doesn't facilitate. Doesn't and make his players play. better. And as Shaq pointed out the other night, his last five elimination games, he's, uh, he's shot thirty. Yeah, one in four, shooting thirty four percent from the field. I remember this, and under thirty percent from three. Like, you know, good luck. Know. Good luck, Nets. Take Kyrie Irving and him, and have a good time. So. Yeah. Uh, the other big news: so the Jets hire a coach, the Nets make a trade, 
And the Yankees signed DJ LeMahieu, which I think we talked about this last week. I thought Brian Cashman was kind of playing the long game with him, and it worked out. They got him at a they gave him a six year contract, which is ridiculous for someone who's thirty one years old. But the annual value of the contract is only fifteen million a year. So the Yankees basically said, "We'll give you a couple extra years so you can get all your money. We just don't want to pay you that much over four years." Right? Yeah, he wasn't going anywhere. We saw. No. I mean, he, he didn't, didn't have. He also didn't have the market that maybe he thought. Plus, if it's true that he didn't want to, he didn't. He really, 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 really didn't want to leave the Yankees. They would only be great, bidding. They'd be bidding against themselves. And I think not a great negotiating ploy when you say, "I really, really don't want to go." He, I mean, he apparently he didn't want to stay. I mean, it wasn't just the city. He didn't want to go to the Mets. He, did, he wanted to stay in the Yankees. So, and another. Another big baseball free agent still sitting out there, our buddy George Springer from New Britain, Connecticut, who played at UConn, of course. Thought there'd be a lot of takers for him, but again, he's like LeMahieu, kind of that 31 years old range, and you know he's going to want six, seven-year contract at $25, $30 million a year, and no one's been, uh, taken him up on it yet, Brian, especially your Mets, which I thought they might. They still might. I just think they're less likely to do it now than maybe they were a month ago. I still think the Red Sox are going to grab him last minute for some reason. He was well, good Sox. for them then. He was yeah, a Red I Sox mean, fan growing up. I think he played well at Fenway Park. He's a pull hitter. Um, good defensive player. It's a funky center field in Fen- uh, Fenway Park. Yeah, and, um, if, and if you're going to start over at the Red Sox, you know he's a good guy to kind of help help ease the pain the next couple of years. He lost Mookie Betts. You know what I mean? Maybe he can help them out a little bit. So. Plus him and Alex Cora on the same team. They'll you know they'll know about you know. When you figure out the other team, easy. Signs. Take it easy. You hear a garbage can occasionally. Hey, you guys have you guys have Michael Conforto. You don't need him. That's what you were telling me the other day. So it's not, that's not even remotely close to what I said. Not even. <laughs> that's how I remember. That's how I remember. Not even, that's not how even I remotely close. That's how I remember. To how I remember it, so not even remotely close. All right, we got a couple other things we're going to talk about. We're going to take another break first. Though we're going to talk about UConn men's basketball team. A tough loss today. There was a lot going on with them. Winter sports starting up again tomorrow or Tuesday, I should say, for my kids. So we'll talk about that. And then you have a really long birthday list. So we got lots to do in a few minutes, Brian. So go. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's getting a good night's sleep. It's important, especially, you know, this time of year. Everyone wants to stay healthy. Good night's sleep is all part of that. Let's talk about uh, allswellhome.com. The magic of being able to get a some tremendous mattress at an affordable pa- uh, pricing. And when I say that, I mean, we're starting, we're talking about mattresses starting as low as $365. That's a real thing. I'm not making that up. Every week I read that and every week I double check it because I'm slow. But yeah, it's that's true. Also believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. That's why they keep those mattresses affordable. And they it's designed to make sleep accessible to all. So not just like lower prices, but also hybrid mattress technology that combines the best of both worlds. That means memory foam and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. And again, remember the Allswell Queen. That's what I was telling you about before. Queen size mattress starting at $345. Hey, if you go to the EDBC podcast and you click on the link for allswellhome.com, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off the total price. Don't stop there. Free shipping, 10-year limited warranty, 100-night risk-free trial, and financing as low as 0% APR. So check it out today. Go to our EDBC podcast, check out any one of our episodes, click the link for allswellhome.com, start shopping, get a good night's sleep, and save with allswellhome.com. 
Tough loss for the UConn men's basketball team today, Monday night. We're taping this. Uh, they lost to St. John's, had a 14-point lead in the first half. And listen, uh, I won't spend a lot of time on this. The Huskies will be back in action this weekend. Their game against Xavier was postponed. Uh, Xavier's got some COVID issues. But, again, these are the growing pains. And when your best players hurt, James Booknight out four weeks with bone spurs. He had surgery in his elbow. Huskies uh, don't really have a top score, but they lose today. The fan base was riled up. They weren't happy with some of the decisions early made down the stretch. But, again, Huskies – in the right direction, I would say. Just a tough loss today, Brian. In the right direction, but yeah, a bad loss, especially at home in a conference game. Make a three, make a foul shot. Um, it is what it is. You're right. So maybe it's growing pains. Um, it, we, I haven't seen as much of them this year, but it does seem like they are kind of lost without Boat Knight because I don't know who the number two go-to person is. Maybe there isn't one or hasn't been defined yet. But Yeah, there's a couple different guys that are just inconsistent, and they're – you know, like, like I said, they're just kind of going through this, trying to figure things out right now. If book night comes back and they're healthy, they have a chance to be a really good team. So we'll see what happens. Hurley also made this news this week. He did a great, uh, if you haven't seen the Husky hot sauce project or whatever they're calling it, where they're having people do hot sauce uh, shots to raise money to get kids tickets, underprivileged kids into the games. It's a great story. Looked that up online. Uh, and then the other thing, Dan Hurley got a birthday present on Saturday from his team, a t-shirt that says Captain Brutality. We had some fun with it on the air. It's on my Twitter timeline. Um, just, uh, uh, Hurley is, I'll tell you this. He's a good guy. He likes to laugh at himself, tells jokes, laughs at his own jokes, which I appreciate. And, you know, he's, he said, I'll own it. You can call me captain brutality. Cause I got to be tough on these kids. If we want to get the program back to where you want it to be. So yeah, there's my rant also, on that. Also probably, you know, uh, gets, you know, do some recruiting, although it seems they've been doing better in that lately. Again, that's not me, really my expertise. You might yep. know more about that, but that all plays into it. Stealing a lot of players from the New Jersey area, of course, that's where he's from. But that's where you got to get get them, man. They've taken some kids that were on their way to Villanova. A lot of people thought that are coming to Connecticut. So when you're taking kids from Jay Wright, who, who's won national Ooh. championships, you know what you're doing. Uh, Connecticut Winter Sports kicks up. The 19th is Tuesday, tomorrow or today or whenever this drops. Uh, whenever you hear it. Amateurs, uh, kids are going to be out on the ice, uh, on the basketball courts, high schools getting back. Uh, I wasn't surprised the CIAC made the decision last Thursday to come back once the Connecticut Department of Health gave them the go-ahead. There will be no extreme cheering. There will be no wrestling, some other things. Kids have to wear masks. Uh, Listen, we're going through a really hard pandemic right now. I'm happy my kids are getting back out there. Obviously, I'm nervous as a parent, but your thoughts, Brian, about the state trying to get back to playing games. It's easier for me because my kids aren't are just in rec league sports right now, which aren't really taking, and they're not they're on a little break till the spring, so it's easy for I don't really have that concern just yet. But I'm I'm grateful that they're trying in a sensible way to let the kids play some winter sports, and we really thought that would be difficult because you're right, it's winter sports, you're inside, it's hard to socially distance. You see what happened with the you know college ball and the NBA in terms of winter sports when you know. NHL is a little early. Maybe we'll see. But they're wearing masks, which pros don't do. And I assume, and I don't know this. Maybe you know this. I assume there'll be a lot more like this happened in fall sports too, where, you know, the, the good game handshakes and all this, where, you know, we, you shout good game from the other side of the yep. field. Yep. Hopefully that all takes place. No uh, fans, all that no, fun lo- stuff. No fans. Listen, I think that here's in a nutshell, and I've talked to a lot of people about this and just my own experience. The biggest problem is the parents, Brian. I know the parents want to see their kids. The parents want to go out for a glass of wine with their friends on a Tuesday night. Still, that's the problem. The kids are going to do whatever you tell them to do. They're going to do whatever you tell them to play, but it's the people at home and the other people that 
that just aren't doing what they're supposed to do. That's screwing these kids. So I'm, again, I'm worried that this is going to last a week and some high school team's going to have eight kids get sick, you know, God forbid, and then we'll be done. But I think no, you're right. It's, it's it that it's, 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 it is not the kids, even the older kids and even the younger kids, you know, if they had to tell me like, you have to watch your kids game on a zoom, I would not like it, but it might make my kids happy. You do it. You don't have to go on a Tuesday night. And you're right. It's going to be, and I hope I'm wrong. I know we sound cynical. It's going to be the Saturday night party at somebody's house that the parents throw after one of these damn games. Yeah. Or it's going to be the jerk at a gas station I was at the other day who was standing inside at the counter. I don't know if he was dating the woman working there or whatever, but I want, I needed to go inside and get something and I wanted to pay cash for my gas. And the guy was standing in there, you know, it was eight 30 in the morning with no mask on leaning up against the counter and people were coming in with their masks. And he almost had this smirk on his face that he wanted someone to say something to him. And I did everything in my power to just, I drove away in my car, got gas somewhere else. I was so angry. I wanted to go in there and scream and yell at him, but I was also wearing a news eight winter cap on. So, uh, but just it was so aggravating because you could almost tell that the guy was doing it on purpose. And it well, those are the off. jerks. They're gonna they're gonna let it know that you're not gonna take this away from me. I have my freedom. And those are the jerks. Yeah. So it's just well, you know, just, people just, like that. You know, just suck it up and keep going. You know, the vaccine is out there. Thank God, I just found out my parents are getting it in a couple of weeks, which Good. is thrilling for me. So I mean, just don't be don't be. I don't want to say the word. I'll just yeah. say don't be jerks. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got. Uh, we've covered a lot of things. Let's end on a happy note. You put together a tremendous birthday list with some of my favorite people on that list of you know that have been a major part of my life. So, I heard, I, paired start. This, I paired this sucker down. Yeah, and and I was actually looking at the list, and it's still long. So go ahead. Yeah, start so pretty fast. We knew we'd be we'd have a we knew we'd have a jam packed podcast episode this yeah. week. Let's start off with uh, again one of my favorites from two of my all time favorite shows. Uh, Veep and Seinfeld, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I was just telling someone the other day that Veep, if you have not seen that, you, you're not, you do yourself a favor, watch it. It's vulgar as all hell, but it is a tremendous show. She, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I would say she's uh, 58. Very close. Uh, this this is another one that made me feel old. Uh, she's 60. All right. Julia and I didn't put him on the list. Be, I did not put him on the list because you probably already saw it on social media. But also, 60 Today is one of our favorites because we're both New York, huge New York Ranger fans. The great Mark, Mark Messier turned 60 today. So quick, quick happy birthday to the captain. Interviewed Messier this fall to Bridgeport Winterland of Ice. Could not have been a nicer guy. Yeah, nice. I remember you said that. So, yeah, happy birthday. And again, yep. a legend. A legend. Yep. Uh, next one, not so much a legend, but on one of my favorite shows in the 80s. And we don't hear a lot from her nowadays, and that's – Probably a good thing. Yeah. And I won't get into that, but Kirstie Alley. Did she join the Cheers in the 80s or was it 90s? Part of me wants to say it's a 90s. I want to say late 80s. Because that show started, I mean, uh, Shelly oh, Shelly Long, Shelley Long, is that her name? Yeah. Shelly Long, yep. She did, what, five years of that? And I want to say the show started in 84. So maybe you're right, but right around that time. Kirstie Alley, who's got all kinds of things going on in her life, politically, socially, you know, whatever. Stay away from her. Uh, I don't know how old she is. I would say she's probably like 65. She's older than that. And I, I kind of wasn't surprised at the same time. I said, I said, geez, she, she kind of looks this age. And I'm sorry to be not trying to be cool. She is yeah. 70. No kidding. Wow. All right. And now uh, here's how we go into the rabbit hole and we can't wrap this damn podcast up. Yeah. Uh, you know, friends, uh, friends, there's a shot. I don't know how that got on my screen. I don't even like friends. Uh, Cheers premiered in 1982. All right. So I said 84. So I'll run. Okay. Through. Quickly. Do you know who was the runner-up 
to play Sam Malone. It was between Ted Danson and one other guy. One other guy. Wasn't Burt Reynolds offered the job? I don't know if you're being serious or not, but if he was, I don't think so. I, I am. Know. I thought he was. I thought he turned that down. Uh, former L.A. Ram turned TV cop Fred oh, Dreyer Fred. Was, a close, was a close runner-up to play Sam Malone. And he was also on the show later on. Super. Yeah, as uh, Dave, Dave Richards, Dave. sportscaster. Yeah, great guy. That's terrible. Uh, okay, I'm, yes. I'm back. I'm putting the reins back in. All right, next one. Another one we both liked, especially like years ago. I haven't listened to him in many years, but he was an influence on us in different ways, at least on me in different ways. Uh, Howard Stern. Oh, man. Uh, Howard, I think he is 66. He is 67. All right. Not bad. Yeah, I haven't listened to him in a long time either. He's, you know, he's a different person than he was. You know, some people say he's a better person, but I read his book this summer, his interview book, which was great. If you haven't had that, just tell us. Yeah, I read that. Give some insight to interviews, how they were set up, you know, thought process. Good book. Still a great Uh, interviewer, but not quite the guy he used to be. I mean, you can't be. He was a little out there back in the day. Yeah. You can't be doing some of the things you're doing. If you look up some of his old bits, just, oh, my God. Not going to work. Yep. All right. Go ahead. Who else? One of the most underappreciated actors i think in history because every time I, this guy's been in like three or four movies and he's always great in every one of them if you haven't seen the the mandalorian he was even great in the mandalorian this last couple last couple of seasons carl weathers apollo creed i think of him in the arnold schwarzenegger movie also there what was it uh, 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 uh predator predator thank you i love say. predator love great. predator what a cast he's got to be like 72 very close 73 Carl Weathers, yeah, great character. Apollo Creed, tremendous character. When he and, when he was killed, it was awful. Oh my, I hate it. You know what, dude? Can we just stop? I like the Rocky movies up to Rocky Three. After Rocky Three, just cut it off. I agree. I agree. Rocky Four, I know people like it. It was kitschy. No, it sucked. Rocky Four yeah. sucked. Mr. And T- also more trivia. Everything. T- it's six degrees of Fred Dreyer in this podcast tonight. Yes, because Carl Weathers played college football at San Diego State with Fred Dreyer. How about that, man? You do the research. I don't care what people say. You do the research. I'm you here for it. you, man. You do it. All right. Next up is uh, someone close to my heart. Go ahead. Yeah. Former Rolling Stones guitarist, uh, Mick Taylor. Mick Taylor, who played with the Rolling Stones from 1969 through 1974, left the band because uh, I think he wanted to live because he couldn't keep up with Keith Richards. Um, he financially regrets the decision, obviously, but I think he mentally... He, he does not get, he's not getting royalty? So he was like basically a hired hand. and Oh, so, I didn't know that. And part of the reason he left the band also is because he wrote some of the songs and they... Mick and Keith do Jagger Richards for the compositions of most songs. And he wrote a couple songs and was promised songwriting credits because you get money royalties from song, writing a song and they didn't give it to him. And he was very upset about it. And I'm going to ask you, and he's I'm still gonna ask you a question uh, before yeah. he gets his age. Cause I think I know the answer. And again, I know we're coming up on like 45 minutes here yeah. uh, or 30, 40 minutes. You mentioned he's played, he played with them from 69 to 74. And then yeah. he left Ronnie Wood came in. I love Ronnie Wood. Yeah. Uh, Great, you get telling me his book. Here's what here's what Bob Dylan said about Ronnie Wood, real quick. The worst best guitar player in the world. I understand what <laughs> I understand exactly what he's saying. So do I. Go ahead. Sorry, it's okay. It's rock and roll. It doesn't always have to be clean. Would you consider that sixty nine seventy four? We talk yes. about athlete primes. Is, is that the prime of the Stones? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're big four: Beggars Banquet, uh, Let sticky, It Bleed, Sticky Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers, and Exile on Main Street. Yep, four best. Four best records by far. And but the thing, and not getting too technical, Mick Taylor, and no, I'll tell you this: he's the best musician that was ever in the band. 
Ever. Oh, they'll all say that. They'll all yeah. even Charlie Watts, who's an amazing drummer, will yeah. say that. Yep. Yeah. Best musician who ever played in the band. So go listen to any of those albums and you'll be very satisfied. So go ahead, bud. No, you haven't guessed his age yet. Uh, I think he's 75. He's 72. 72. All right. So 72. that means he, when he joined the band, because he, he joined the he's band. 22. Brian, yeah, he was like 19. It was before Brian Jones hadn't yet passed. His first, his first, so Brian Jones drowned in a swimming pool. A lot of people think there was something fishy going on there. So do I. It's a great rock and roll death, man. That's, that, that's a cool rock and roll death. Yeah, drowned in a swimming pool, but a lot of people think he was forcibly yeah. drowned. Okay. Uh, but the, he was fired by the Rolling Stones and then died six weeks later. Mick Taylor's first gig was at Hyde Park in London on, I believe, July something. And it was the first concert they played together and it was a tribute to Brian Jones where they released a bunch of butterflies and then went into honky talk women. So anyway, and 19 freaking years old. That's a good, 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 good gig to get. Yep. So played with the, uh, played with the blues breakers. Before. John Mayall blues, Blake, I can't say it. You said blues it. breakers. Blues yep. breakers yep. 72 love Mick Taylor. 72 still with us. Yep. And the last one. I mean, I had another star Wars guy or guy's been in everything. Uh, so let me just say his name, James Earl Jones. Is he 90? He's 90. You got it. I couldn't, you know, I thought I heard that. So I guess I'm cheating a little bit, but I was kind of second guessing myself because I can't believe it. But Field of Dreams is by far my favorite. I, I know I'm not a big star. I like Star Wars, but he was great in Field of Dreams. When he's ever standing in the middle of the road and, you know, after uh, Kevin Costner tells him the story and he saw that the Fenway, anyway, great, great, great actor, great actor. We'll do a Field of Dreams pod. We'll do it. We'll do a pro count, pro count, point counterpoint on Field of Dreams in the time. I don't want to get into it right now. Oh well, yeah, this summer when they play there in Iowa. It's not my favorite movie. I'll just leave it at that. What do you like better, that or the Natural? I'm not crazy. You know what? I'm not crazy about either one of them. I know. That's why I'm asking you. Probably the Natural because I think Redford was better than anybody in in any of the actors in Field of Dreams. All right, there you go. But we'll we'll move on. And I know everybody knows it. I just threw it in there because it's been all over the place. I. I made a joke on uh, Facebook, like, "Hey, how old is Betty White?" But as everybody knows, we but we're we probably uh, we're probably obligated to say that she's ninety nine. A national treasure, apple pie, treasure. apple pie, mom and Betty White. You know what I mean? She is oh, a yeah. national treasure. She has had such a wonderful career. It uh, just keeps on keeping on. So good for Betty. It's White. Funny to see Ed Asner on Twitter, which is funny itself, and then on Twitter wishing his former I don't know like co star happy birthday. Like Ed Asner's still around. Good for him. Yep. Well, that's a tremendous list. I'd like to see the list you people. Michelle Obama's birthday was yesterday, I believe. I for, I'm sorry, Mrs. Former First Lady. I know. Happy belated birthday to her. I know she's listening. Michelle, thank you for listening. Thank yep. you for your support. We won't say her age because I don't know it off the top of my head. To be I honest. forgot it by myself, too. There's and a of course, of you wouldn't mention it last week. I put it out in the promo. But, I mean, again, my co-host about a little more than a week ago named Connecticut Sports Broadcaster of the Year. So, you know, we'll put that in the front of the on the front of the of the sign now for this podcast. So. What do they say every once in a while? A blind squirrel finds a nut, Brian. So you gotta, I don't know. I, nobody said nobody says that, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it was a tremendous honor. I first want to thank the cat. I'm kidding. Uh, yes, very nice. Appreciate it, mentioning. Uh, well, well, well deserved. I think it's his podcast that's throwing me over the top. I will, well, that was the assumption, but I ask for nothing more. Uh, and hopefully, pretty soon I'll um, I'd like to at least you know guest host one week of Jeopardy so I could throw that in the marquee and we could both have a little something to, to can't wait to see Aaron Rodgers do that by the way police yeah, I think he'll be good at that really what yeah. question what questions is gonna ask freaking hard as it is he doesn't have to know the answers that's true I, I'm looking forward to watching that 
I really am. So. You're not going to watch one second of it. Not at all. Not at okay. all. All right, man. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC podcast. We've got the uh, AFC and NFC championship games next weekend. Some more UConn basketball to talk about. Kids will be returning to sports, so I'm looking forward to that. I'll give you my uh, report about that as well. So lots to cover. All Stay good safe. stuff. Wear a mask. Where can we hear this podcast, Brian? Oh, man. We're can- it's growing by the day, so I just wanted to ask <laughs> you. It's like, where, where can't you hear it? Yeah. Okay, but yeah, the, yeah Apple Music, I, uh, iTunes, all that stuff, Spotify, and a lot of you kids – uh, like the Spotify these days, we're on there. We're on. We're now on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio isn't just radio stations; it's also podcasts, yep. all that stuff. Podbean. I'm not even sure what that is, but we're there. Beautiful. So if you've got a podcast provider, or you listen to a podcast, you know, check out us. Search us up. Search us up, and if you see, and give us a little review on Apple or um, Spotify. Do us up proper, and um, you know, pass along to a friend or a, a former acquaintance. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the EDBC Podcast. I'm Eric Dobratz. He's Brian Coleman. Until next time, Brian, say goodbye. See you.